Esme. She's a queen. This is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies out there. She's a queen. Go queen. for joining another episode of the key chat podcast today i have 80 empire we're going to chop it up about music i know you guys have tuned in and i have a few musicians on sometimes and those are secretly i'll admit some of my favorite episodes so we're going to chop it up about music one of my first loves so how are you guys doing today we're good good how are you doing i'm doing good glad to talk to you guys so you guys Thank are you in Canada, right sorry what was that shauna you guys are in Canada, right? We're in yeah. Canada. It's starting to get a little cold. Today's a little cold. You know, I got my I've got my hat on to keep my uh, my head uh, my we're, head warm. We're like we're like like probably ten minutes away from the from the border from Lewiston, oh. yeah, from Youngstown, and then like forty five from Buffalo. Yeah, so we're in that Niagara, the Niagara region of Canada. We used to live outside of Toronto for many years, mm-hmm. and then we moved down here like maybe eight years ago, but. And, and where where are you where are you from? I'm in Louisiana. So let me ask you something. Look, mm-hmm. Is this true? And maybe I'm wrong. I, 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 Fat Joe once said it that people in Louisiana, everyone's like one of the catchers is, "Hey baby, is that right?" Oh, right? that's a little baby. You the death baby. <laughs> baby. Okay, so I was that's right, baby. Okay. Oh no, he was telling the truth because that's that stems to me. It's like more of a New Orleans thing, which I am originally from. So I lived in New Orleans, born and raised thirty years. So yeah, baby, that's our thing. So. <laughs> baby. Okay. So let's talk about give everybody a background. So so a proper intro for you guys. So you guys have you together are eighty empire brothers, right? Yeah. Okay. And you have your gladiator uh, company, and you guys are multi platinum, universal publishing, Juno, which for people that aren't familiar, Juno is Canadian, the Juno nominated singers, songwriters, producers. You guys do a lot. So just break down what you guys do, how you guys started, how long you've been in business, and then making music, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we started like, like, you know, most like as kids, um, our parents uh, uh, introduced us to, you know, a lot of soul and R&B and, and funk music. Shout and, out to Gangster P and Jabu. That's yeah. what we call our mom and dad. Mama's Gangster P <laughs> and dad oh. of Jabu. Yeah. Papa J. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they just, you know, as as kids, like like Adrian always says, uh, this is a, we're Bert and Ernie because we're brothers. Ernie, and, you know, well, growing up, yeah, growing up, you know, like uh, we're Italian kids, you know, mm-hmm. some people call us Italian, some people call us white, but as kids, as teenagers, all of our heroes on our wall were all black mm-hmm. because we were really influenced by African-American culture because our parents, uh, as young people in the 60s, mom and dad, you know, mm-hmm. they listened to James Brown and Marvin Gaye, yeah. Smokey Robinson, and then got into, I mean, James Brown was funk, but then got into Parliament funk and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Roger and Zap and Prince. And so we were exposed to all that music, even though that wasn't yeah. our generation. 
that's what we grew up listening to and mm-hmm. influenced. And so really our mom and dad still to this day, I think they are our biggest musical influence because they introduced us. We fell in love with black culture and black music because of our parents who loved it mm-hmm. and still love it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. How old are you guys? I'm 21. No, I'm just joking. I just, <laughs> I just turned 45 What in July. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm 43. So we've been oh, okay, well, you guys are around my same age because I think like I was gonna say that, you're 19, so you're 18 and we're 21. Yeah, I love to, you know, for for, for good purposes, I'm 18, but you know, yeah. when you pull out the birth certificate, I'm 44. So like that generation, I feel like we grew up just listening to everything. Yeah. You know, I feel like because I was like the like I like to really pinpoint the 80s for music, even though I was born in 77. But you know, the 80s is like, it wasn't like now, like in the 80s, you listen to everything. You listen to pop, you listen to rap, you listen to R&B, like you listen to rock. Like even now, like if I turn on a radio station and I'm listening to all types of wild stuff, my kids are like, like, where did you get that from? Like, I can name all types of songs. I think that was one of the beauties of music back then in our generation like i think it was just more you know more variety and there, more versatility that's what i was going to say like like even in hip-hop like you can mm-hmm. listen to you can listen to the east coast you can listen to new york and then but then detroit which is not that far away obviously different different uh states but that was different then you go down to louisiana and Orleans, and like that was different hip-hop you had the but cash then, money but, and the no limits right but then mm-hmm. miami and south was totally different hip hop. And then the West coast had hip hop, but then the, the Bay, which was a little bit more up still West was different hip hop. Now, right. you know, it's changing again, but like radio hip hop, the shit you hear all over the radio mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you're from. It all sounds the same. It, right. You know, I, I agree with that. Cause like I have a 20 year old and he, you know, we talk about music a lot. So I'm always comparing like music now as opposed to like when I grew up and stuff. And I was even saying the other day, like, I feel like R&B too, because I've talked to a lot of R&B people on the show, have performers, producers, all that type of stuff. To me, like that that generation too, there was a time where like R&B was like really heavy. But now it's like every song has like the same aesthetic, like whether it's a rap song or, you know, a pop I can't even say like an actual love song because people don't it's like you don't I don't know it's just it's not radio love, love songs yeah. are no are no more you know I I miss the right. days of of listening to Joe listening to Joe uh uh, uh take me to the song we all go down but then, like, uh, but then even like David Hollister I'm back and it was over like that's mm-hmm. we, we don't have that anymore. Like, you know, well you know this generation don't know the, the that cook. was a wicked song David. Well. Carl, Tom- mm-hmm. Carl, Carl Thomas, Thomas Dave Hollister should have formed a super group man oh but even thing um um what's his name uh they don't treat him bad Avant no that was Avant was my first love and then who uh, she you know oh, Danielle Jones. Danielle Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Ooh, see, that, see, that? see that the new generation don't know, like, like, you know, that three o'clock in the morning at a club where they played like three slow jams. 
before the night was done, you know? But they don't know the quiet storm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, see, that's another thing. Like, in, back in the day, like, everyone was ready to tune into the quiet storm fest at night, you know? And, you know, then the DJs would have, like, the featured artists every night. Like, that was the time back then. And R&B, like, like, listen, you know, you have to be stupid not to know what Joe was talking about when he said, take me to the subway, I'll go down. I mean, right. But he didn't have to say it. Right. That was the, the, the well, great now, thing about that, now, that like, era. But R&B, like now, it's just like there's nothing left to the imagination. I've got two daughters, a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, as a man, like, knowing what men what young men want right in an older statesman now and it's just like you know i don't want my daughters listening to shit that's just so like graphic and doesn't leave anything in the imagination and and you know I, I whether it's a man or a woman they have the artistic freedom to talk about their body and how they feel like they want to talk about it but you know i don't want my daughter singing certain things because yeah. i'm their dad i want to protect them you know so <laughs> music has kind of gone like way too like to like where there's nothing like you have to be so graphic and that's like the norm right. like, which right. is with hip-hop it was all right you know like when nwa were saying f the police damn right f the police because they do racially profile black men my brother and i right. could walk down whether it was 20 years ago or now walk down we've always dressed like this but because our, mm-hmm. our, our shade of skin is, is light, we're not going to be bothered by the cops. But our mm-hmm. friends who dress the same way, who are black, it's going to be a different reality. So yeah. it's different for like, you know, songs to be graphic when you're, it's social commentary, like at the police. But like when the sexual stuff and having young kids, like I don't want my kids, yeah. you know, it's easier to explain social justice and why you need to use an F word to get your point across. It's right. harder to explain my people are just being graphic and horny for the sake of being graphic and horny <laughs> Right. To, to explain that to my daughters. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. you know, we also grew up even though like, like the Marvin Gaye era, for example, you know, Marvin Gaye sang sexual healing. Let's get it on. There's nothing about either one of those songs that is cringy. Like, no, exactly. We, that was what he was talking about. And that's one of the beauties about, just that classic music back then, like he was able to sing like some of the most romantic sexual songs yeah. without even really getting graphic, you know, but yeah. it was just, it's just a difference in class, you know, that's why I'm like, I love like Raheem Devon, for example, yeah. he sings love songs, you know, and he definitely sings about love making, but it's not graphic, it's not cringy, uh-huh. it's really romantic, you know, and I actually had interviewed him and I asked him, does he ever feel like the torch has been kind of passed on to him because I feel like so many similarities in his style of music and what we listened to in R&B back then because R&B was like you know in our generation it was love songs you know and it wasn't yeah. really extremely graphic even though they did oh, sing about yeah, like, sex, love making or whatever like would would you know like would boys to men have a career in today's age probably not because every they had one they had one fast song their first song Motown, Motown Philly yeah. and then right. every every other song was either you know I used to sing to my now wife when we would fight or when we were in love it would you know like bend a knee was when I did some wrong and I had to right God gave me the reason right right? Mm -hmm. and then when everything was good it was like okay now I gotta play some some Joe because everything's good you know play some Joe right Right. now but when when it was a time to apologize there was like H-Town 
There yeah. was like but even with them, somebody rocking, knocking the boots. No, and even so, come on, I lick yeah. you up and down. Saying the word lick is not as graphic as using, you know, the word to describe female genitalia or or yeah. or, or, or or the opposite for the male. That was a great song, though. You know, right. what was the guy's name? The 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 the, the, the little guy, like the um, sheesh. Cause and he did the high part. You could do it. I can't. That's why I'm the producer. Like I, I, I run all the equipment. We actually did a show back in the day. Bryant Reed is L.A. Reed's brother, mm -hmm. and he discovered uh, he, Usher. He helped to discover mm -hmm. Usher and brought Pink to 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 uh, LaFace Records. And so years and years ago, well, about 20 years, I'll be married 20 years this uh, this June or just mm -hmm. July. So it'll be 20 mm -hmm. years. Uh, 20 years. We went on this show, B Street Live. It's like Turner South. You know, or like Peachtree um, TV, TV, the Turner stuff down south, and we performed. And when you went on the website back then, it said the best in Africa, in, in um, African American hip hop and soul. And so mm -hmm. we were the only non-African American group, two Italian guys from Canada, and we mm -hmm. performed on their show. And so you had to do a cover song. So we did. You know, they said uh, the producers of the shows. You know, obviously because we're white, they're like, why don't you do hollow notes? Cause it's blue, you know, blue eyed soul. So we did mm -hmm. that Sarah smile, um, lady Sarah smile anyway. But mm -hmm. and then we did two original it. tracks. But on that, on the same night, a cut close, who did that record with um, yeah, about it with Keith Sweat. She performed. Yeah. The, uh, I forget yeah. his name, Lil G. I think Lil G. Lil G. From uh, Silk. There's a <laughs> meeting in my bedroom. bedroom. Yeah, that so was, anyway, but that was, was the shit, man. But it was a great yeah. show, man. And every way, every guy did that. Remember the the uh, Drew Hill dance? Tell oh yeah. And it, you know, and it was you know because I'm I'm you know I'm the I'm the I'm the little heavier one, so no, I was like I, the big I, guy. I, I'm just I was in the big guy in the group, like sweating to death, trying to do that jump shit. It was like, <laughs> but no, but that night, like a lot of R and B people were in the house. Like Keith Sweat had performed. He was rumored that he was gonna come. Do that song with Cut Close. He didn't, but like Lil yeah. G was in the house. He performed a lot of our like Chris a lot, lot of like R&B people from the nine. And this was like early 2000s. Like there, a lot of R&B people were in the spot that night. You know, Lil Zane was there. Remember rapper Lil Zane mm -hmm. there? And you know, it's funny. Sorry, I, we go off on tangents. Tell us to shut up, whatever. I'm watching the show on Stars on, on Amazon Prime BMF. Which is about the Black oh, yeah. Mafia family from Detroit. Right. Lil Zane is part of the Fifty Boys. He's part of like Big Meech. He's and I'm watching it the other day. And you're like, he looks familiar. He looks familiar. And then there's a guy. Luke and I do a lot of music with Swifty McVeigh. He's our brother. He was in D12 and Ob Trice. And so we oh, did yeah. an album with Swifty last year. Oh, um, Swifty's on our new album dropping December 10th, and we have another album with Swifty, like 25 songs that's going to drop mm -hmm. in the year. So I phone him. We're talking about the album. I'm like, yo is BMF like me as even though we've been to Detroit and have done a lot of music with rappers from Detroit, we're not from Detroit, even mm -hmm. though we've hung out there and stuff, been there a number right. of times. And he's like, no, man, it's like the show is legit. Like it's legit. Like I could tell you the music and everything, but I'm like, and then we're talking, I'm like, yo, got the high top bay. That's Lil Zane. So sorry. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I wondered where Lil Zane went. Now he's on BMF. Anyway. So, so obviously, you know, like you said, you guys were raised with music and everything. So tell me, though, like, how did you guys transition from, you know, being kids, obviously having a good 
range of music lessons. And I think a lot of people who have a good range of music, it kind of does stem from my parents. I know I remind my mouth constantly to my kids about real music. So what made you guys transition and say, hey, we're going to make this a career. We're going to get together two brothers and form something and make some good music. Like, So how did you guys get started in your business? Um, yeah, I, I think it was just the, the, the more we just, I don't know, I just, the more we, we played music in the house, Mm-hmm. The more we just got wanted we, to perform, we we yeah. The more we fell in love with it, and mm-hmm. and I was always the good with the with making shit up like keyboard, like piano, and that was my thing. Um, mm-hmm. Where where Adrian was like, Lucas could bullshit with his hands, I could bullshit with my mouth, and we found that out <laughs> at an early age because we both took piano. Lucas excelled and did well, and then we finally quit, and he went off to learn jazz, and eventually he went to university and trained with some of the best jazz musicians in Canada. But mm-hmm. my first piano recital, I was screwing up. I was on stage, nah, 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 blah, nah, nah, and I'm looking at the piano teacher. I don't know the note. I don't know the note. So after that, I'm like, no, no, no. But rapping mm-hmm. and singing, because I can make stuff up, that was my thing. You know, mm-hmm. and then we had different band members from cousins to childhood friends to union members to then just us and being signed to indie labels, being signed to major labels, you know, getting a little bit of shine, but not the shine we wanted in this night and then we finally said listen man like we have all this experience let's do we have a publishing deal all these things the the mistakes we made the successes we've had let's start an indie label you Mm -hmm. know and then we we started nurturing young talent but the probably the good 10 years now and um (laughs) but like just saw that you know we saw that you know and and not to not to um knock this you know that this the youth the youth mm-hmm. uh because we we know uh artists you know our age even older and younger that have that same you know entitlement, entitlement. but we mm-hmm. did find that this this younger demographic of artists want they want the success but they don't want to put in the the work the real work yeah. that's involved and mm-hmm. you know the pros and cons to music today is that you know we could record a song right now and by midnight, have it mixed and and mastered and out on SoundCloud, and then in a couple of days, have it out on Title and Spotify right. and Apple Music and stuff. The mm-hmm. the cons of it is that there's a lot of mediocrity music out there where the the equipment I have back here can make the worst singers sound good, and we've worked mm-hmm. with some some pretty lousy singers over the years. Yeah, worked with incredible, mm-hmm. and then we've worked with incredible singers. Um, right, so. You know, but they're not willing to put the work in and they think, you know, a couple of Instagram stories and some posts, you know, they've done the work and they, and it takes years. Like, look at, look at her, who's an extremely talented artist that, you know, has, has now, you know, is at the top of her game the Mm -hmm. last couple of years, but she's been signed since she was like 14. She's like, she's like 24, Mm -hmm. 25 years old. You know, it took 10 years of a label kind of molding her to where she is now. So when mm-hmm. people think after a year or so, how come I'm not big and famous? You're going like, yeah, that's, that's very, very few people have that. I was discovered on YouTube. Like even yeah. Justin Bieber had already shit rolling with Usher and them. And they made it like he was, Oh, he got discovered on YouTube. Yeah. He was doing YouTube videos, but he already, he went to Atlanta and, and the, luckily he saw him and he liked him and he goes, keep doing these videos. And they made it kind of like it was some, some thing, but that doesn't really happen. You got to put in the work. So Adrian mm-hmm. and I, 
uh, you know, funny enough, the year before the pandemic, we kind of went, you know what, we've been investing so much time and money and effort into these young artists that really don't care. And when we, when, when we're hustling on their behalf more than them, mm-hmm. you know, part of my French, fuck it. We're going to start focusing on us again. And I think the pinnacle was like Obi Trice and Swifty were in town. We live near Niagara Falls now. So they were at a, at a concert mm-hmm. venue and Obi hit up Luke. He's like, yo man, I'm in town. We in your hood and blah, 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 blah. Boom. Jump on stage with us. And cause Albie's, uh, Obi's, I said Albie, Obi's third studio album, uh, Bottoms Up, we did the first single, Battle Cry. So I'm singing the hook mm-hmm. and, and, and Luke, Luke, Luke produced it. So, and then we d- we've done more since then with Obi did a, a movie thing. And then now like our relationship with Swifty, Swifty's like a cousin or brother. But that mm-hmm. night we went and performed the song. So we just did our song and went on stage and everybody in the audience knew the song. They were singing the chorus. Like we have footage, everyone doing this. And then at, mm-hmm. we're leaving the venue and we hear these kids go, yo. And then we're already thinking, yo, this is going to be a fight. I mean, these kids are drunk. So I'm already getting out my keys thinking I might have to like, you know, key someone in the face or something. Mm-hmm. And these kids go like, yo, AD Empire, like you don't understand that song Battle Cry. When I was in high school, that song was like my joint. And that song got me through. And I just want to say it was so dope. And knowing that you guys are local and you live here. And you did mm-hmm. that with Obi, like salute and, and and respect. And so my brother and I looked at each other and like, yo, we got to put out, got to go back to our roots, put out a hip hop album. Cause like, right. the, these are like kids that like, they just like, look, our song made an impact on them. Mm-hmm. And they knew the words at the thing. And so it was the best thing that could have happened, you know? And we, uh, boom. And, and we've been putting out for the past two years, we've just been putting out so many albums, hip hop albums. And we've worked with, now, like in these two years, we've almost made up for lost time that we've worked, you know, that we we're putting so much into these younger artists, like we, Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, like guys who are current, not just rappers that were current, like when we were kids, like current people right now, like uh, uh, Benny the Butcher just signed with Snoop Dogg the other day. They posted Jam, it yeah. all over Instagram. And we got, we have him on an album that we did last year for this other rapper from Buffalo. And we have an unreleased song we produced from, for him and this kid out of Boston. So it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, sometimes you need to go through a lot of stuff to really oh, yeah. finally think, okay, this is what we got to do now. Like enough, mm-hmm. enough with all the time wow. we wasted, you know? So you guys also signed Fat Beats, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about that. So back in end of August, uh, <clears throat> end of August, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we signed with the legendary Fat Beats, which you know started off as a hip hop uh, store record shop in New York, New York in like ninety three, ninety four, and mm-hmm. they moved their offices to uh, Los Angeles. They, they were the first to put like they put out Jay Z's music before he started Rockefeller at Def Jam. Yeah, so they put oh, out his God. stuff. They put out the Black Star Talib Kuli and Most Def album. Yeah, yeah, they've had a bunch of uh, you know from Eminem to. Yeah, to Black Star performing in their in their shops, and then they moved their 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 whole business to Los Angeles, uh, so they could press more vinyl and CDs and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, we we connected with them via uh, M80, uh, an A and R out of uh, LA, and mm-hmm. um, and yeah, this next album, Anthems and Icons, which comes up December 10th, is through Fat Beat. So we're we're excited because we're 
you know, we're doing real hip hop and we're with a legacy label that understands hip hop. Um, and they have, you know, a lot of uh, current projects that they have out. A lot of those artists are also on our album too. So it mm-hmm. just, it made sense to be part of that kind of our family. Our first single featuring Slane. Slane was in a group called La Coca Nostra. He's out of Boston. Um, mm-hmm. Last night debuted DJ Eclipse on Shade 45. And so he was scratching it up. Like we have footage on our Instagram. Um, and it's just still dope, man, at this age to get like DJs, like cutting up your records on live radio. You right. Know? And especially Shade 45, because it's such a big platform, right? Like, yeah. you know, you could be listening to it in Alaska or listening to it in like Baja, California, right on the Mexican and American or border. In, like, in, in Or Louisiana. Europe, or in Europe. Yeah. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's, it's serious. So, so it's cool. So that single comes out on Friday, and then the full album comes out uh, December tenth. So okay. we're pretty excited for this project. Wow! So name some of your dream artists. Who are some people who you know you guys really rock with? Who you would love to work with? If you had to do like a dream list, like maybe five artists that you, if you could get in your studio, like who would it be? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, but I think, I think we've achieved a bunch of them on these last mm-hmm. two projects that we've done, but mm-hmm. if I, but there's so many more. So yeah. I would definitely say Snoop for me, mm-hmm. my five is, is definitely Snoop. We've opened up for Snoop. We but opened we up need, for Snoop. Now we need to do a record, but we want to do a, uh, we'd love to do a record with Snoop. Uh, would love to do a record with, um, with, uh, I love Redman, uh, mm-hmm. Method Man, Ghostface. You know, uh, Raekwon, like that. I mean, I think I just did it. Big Daddy Kane, uh, Tech Knight. Yeah. I think I've I gone think, over. But then I think if we for have hip hop, yeah. For, mm-hmm. But then if we have to drop female, like R and B singers, and well, not even just female, but like R and B singers in the mix, I think like Mary J. Blige. Oh, to have yeah. like do a song with Mary J. Um, to do, we were supposed to do a record with Mumu Fresh last year. She <laughs> is dope, but never materialized. Um. But like I'd I still love to do something with Alicia Keys. I Alicia Keys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan. Um, I, I I really love. Um, and I think some of the greats, man. Like I think Jesus, if we could do a, I mean, I know like they're getting they're getting up there in age, but I think if if we could do a song with Gladys Knight, if mm. we could do a song with Aaron Neville, Smokey Robinson, oh, yeah. and we've already had been blessed to work with uh, uh the Commodores. So like I that that would be a blessing to work with with like Aaron Neville and and Smokey because they they're the voices man I'd love to work with Jill Scott too I love oh, Jill, Jill Scott. Scott yeah yeah Jill Scott man yeah. for real yeah she's just Erica Badu Erica mm. Badu is is yeah I, yeah uh, Black Thought too out of back to hip hop yeah. and she's Black Thought would be yeah, yeah. Rakim like yeah mm-hmm. you know I mean I I think our list is too long I think Ice we, Cube Ice Cube mm-hmm. you know. But no, we've been blessed over the years. Like, I mean, we've worked, we have, I mean, next year, God willing, we have a song with music, Soul Child, CeeLo oh, Green, nice. Bone Crusher is supposed to come out. So, you know, um, on this album, we have Dub C, we got Corrupt, MC8, we got DMC of Run DMC, um, we got KRS-One, we wow. got so many people on this next album. We got a bunch of actors, Theo Rossi, he was in Sons of Anarchy, Luke Cage, mm on it Raul Max Trujillo yeah. who's on my like we got like it's a real eclectic mix of people man on this next album so yeah super wow. pumped about it 
That's amazing. So, of course, the hottest thing now on social media is versus. So I want to hit you guys with another question. Obviously, you just listed a lot of artists. Like you said, your list may be too long. So this may help you give me some more answers. So I have three categories and I want to get you guys answers. So the first versus that I want to give you guys, who would you think would be the best? So all the, for the current artists out right now, ones that haven't been on the show yet, what would be your, your good pitch against who who against who who would be the best the best versus right now i i would like to see i would like to see uh uh producer wise i think i know i know uh p diddy had made that reference after uh, uh i forget jermaine which one dupree. it was jermaine dupree yeah i think dr yeah. dre and and p diddy would be the the yeah. kind of the my you know even though you don't know how much physically P. Diddy has produced. Like yeah. you don't really know if he's sitting there on a on a drum machine. I, I think he's he more like saying, do this, do that, do that. But yeah. I mean, his work over the years, I mean, he has some mammoth hits. So I think that would be a that would be a dope thing. I, I think, you know, unfortunately I'd love to see Jay-Z against Nas. Jay-Z against Nas. <laughs> wow. That that would be dope. I'd okay. love to see Eminem battle someone. I think <laughs> um I think. Eminem and Buster Rhymes would be a dope. I think so, actually, yeah, because yeah, the, that's the energy, the you know what? Even though, even though, like for example, sort of, yeah, no, no, like Tech Nine is amazing, but Tech mm-hmm. Nine has been an underground ar- artist, pre, like you know, even though he's like the ninth richest rap mogul, and but like he's you know, and it's more like he did that kind of horror hop where it's a, you know he paints his face like a demon, and so not everybody's yeah. into that. Shit. I think Eminem and Buster would be, but Eminem and Buster, I think. On a, mm. like a, on a mass appeal level, yeah. Because everybody knows Pasta Cavassi. Everybody knows Give Me yeah. Some Mo. And then everybody knows. Well, because I think DMX, M&M shit. I mean, DMX you know. passed away, and it was mm. him and Snoop. I think that was right. a bad. I don't think that was a good. And it was during the really? pandemic, in the heart of it, mm. where it was just in a studio. I think yeah. if DMX hadn't passed, I think DMX and Busta could have been a, a cool because mm. their energy on stage is is yeah. almost the same. Like DMX would go nuts and so would Busta. But right. because obviously, you know, what I want I'm interested to hear Sharonda's other questions because oh, she, she's got two other pieces. No, I'm them. loving it. So the next one is the best versus R and B. Like who would you guys put together in the R and B category? Uh ooh. <clears throat> like I love the Brandy and Monica versus. Like I love that one. Yeah, that was most- good. The Isley Brothers, even though I wasn't sure about pitting them and Earth, Wind and Fire together, but I still loved it because it was more yeah. like, it, it brought me back For, to my Yeah, yeah. I think Blackstreet. I think Blackstreet. Blackstreet and, and Boys to Men. Mm, that's a good one. Good and one. and I, I'm not going to get into that because I'd never like to give information that like someone, but we're friends with Levi Little, who's mm-hmm. in Blackstreet. You know, he's okay. saying the Joy record, like people will know him oh, yeah. from, she's giving me joy. But I was mm-hmm. just talking to him about a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about that, specifically mm-hmm. boys to men. And the, mm-hmm. he gave, gave me some inside scoop. I don't want to. No, he can't. You know, I'd rather, yeah. but I think, I'd think, rather him say it, but I think they yeah. had enough. we were talking about this. I think and they I, had and enough. Was, and I was hearing it from the horse's mouth because he was telling wow. me, yo, I'm like, what about a verses and blah, blah, blah. And wait, mm-hmm. I, I, I switched that then. Blackstreet against uh um uh you know um where the party at Jagged Edge Jagged Edge Blackstreet against Jagged Edge because Blackstreet had more up tempo 
as well, and slow songs, yeah. and so did Jagged Edge, whereas Boys to Men was just straight ballads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every song yeah. was a ballad. I mean, I know left, I know they mixed hip hop and RB, and Left Eye Lopez is, is TLC. Is, is, God bless her, but like TLC against someone, but again, she's passed. Mm. I, I, well, I think you could still you'd be it. missing some of the energy. Yeah, they can still play, play the tracks, you know. Maybe TLC, no, TLC against maybe SWV, but he has to be used more is straight vocal. Okay, yeah. SWV, against, yeah. no, but SWV did it against Escape, didn't yeah, they? they did against Escape. Yeah, 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 they did. They did, they already did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, no, you know, it'd be dope, like a Carl Thomas, maybe against like a Donnell Jones or mm. against, um, David Hollister. Problem, problem yeah. is, I don't know Thomas. They, I don't know if they have like though they don't have the uh, the extensive catalog. library. Like like they've had albums, but you know you kind of with Carl Thomas. Like you remember the Rain song, but you really yeah. remember I wait like I wish I never. Yeah. Met. It's true because they gotta come up twenty yeah. songs or something. Yeah, like, yeah. So you know what I'm saying like, like you got to think Blackstreet had a bunch of hits. Jagged Edge had tons of hits. You know what? Actually, Jagged Edge on 112 would be even a better battle. But you know, they did Jagged Edge on 112. Um, it was like, before Versus was super, super popular, and they were having a lot of phone. Like, but it was during the pandemic. So they were literally just playing the tracks. And yeah. that's when you got like, to see redo which, it kind of thing. Like, redo right. it that's properly. when you got to see which legend didn't have the best Wi-Fi. Because I remember, I think it was, uh, I want to say that was having some... Um, issues with the watch but they did it you know i can't even tell you how it was because they have so many glitches i didn't stay tuned in and i love spice adams always has to do his parody <laughs> well when the, the teddy riley one when that that was just a complete de- complete debauchery and friggin spice yeah. adams like like 24 hours later has his not even man like right. Like a couple hours know, later, I commented on Teddy Riley's page, and I wrote, "Now nah, I said it best. All you needed was one mic, because I'm like, baby face is just sitting there ready to rock, and you trying to get the big old production, like boo, like just play the hits because it was like this. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. Oh, that was too funny. And we've met Teddy right. before. Mm-hmm. Teddy's got, he's got Teddy. His voice, his demeanor, yeah, he's very, is yeah. that old school, like yeah. Like, we're in the presence of a star. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he's kind of like that kind of like. Good to know, I'm Teddy. I'm you can Teddy. pick up on that. Yeah, and you know. Was, but but I went to the Essence Fest. Um, I think that was 2018 because Janet Jackson was performing. So I thought I want to see Janet, whatever. And Teddy Raleigh was on the roster that night too. So he, I didn't realize like I knew he had a big library. But then he started doing a bunch of other songs that I was like, damn, I can't believe he did those songs too. I mean, yeah. his library is insane. You know, the thing about him, even though Teddy Riley has that sound, you know, like baby, like when Babyface and LaFace was like heavy, right? It was like yeah. when their songs that they produced would come on, you could tell like they had that sounding like, I bet you Babyface wrote that and L.A. Reid yeah. and Babyface produced, like they had that sound. The thing about Teddy is, like, obviously he does have the sound with his keyboards and everything, but some of those songs, I was like, duh, he did that. Like, it was like, I'm sitting in a concert like it was a music lesson, because I was like, damn, I didn't, yeah. you know, I knew he had a lot of hits, but that he produced, yeah, obviously, but. He did, he did, like, all the new Jack Swing hip-hop, but then, mm-hmm. but then he got into, like, you know, like, the, like, straight, like, the 90s R&B, which is a different, yeah. 
even though New Jack Swing was the 90s, it was a different vibe. So he produced mm-hmm. like, but then he did like from Big Daddy Kane to Heavy D to uh, Red right. Kingpin to Rex mm-hmm. and Effect. But then yeah. like he was a guy, then Blackstreet, then yeah. like, and then like, you know, a lot of people give different counts, but um, uh, Timbaland and Pharrell were both interns at his studio. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of people who say that like they wrote, they, they produced, a they lot produced of a lot of his stuff and like, oh. you know, so they say, who knows? And apparently Pharrell and Timbaland are cousins. I just learned this really? like a couple weeks ago. They're cousins. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Because they're all from Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. That would be a cool thing. Like Pharrell producers, like Pharrell against someone. Yeah. Hey, like I know. Who uh, producers one, like, I know they did obviously the Babyface and Teddy Riley one, but it'd be cool yeah. if they this one and i know that earlier like pharrell pharrell would be like against that would be a battle and a half like because pharrell yeah, if, you, if you count his neptune stuff with it oh man mm-hmm. maybe pharrell yeah. against, maybe no, pharrell against dr dre against dr dre uh, the mm-hmm. only thing is pharrell is a performer and so he's gonna be able to dr dre is a performer too rapper yeah. but you know it's different someone can go and someone writes the rap and they can go up there and rap, but Pharrell can really like go up there and like sing and yeah. jump around and jump on the drums. Dr. Dre, like, I don't think he's going to start like working a drum machine. And well, start... he's performing at the Super Bowl, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. I'm right. looking forward to that. You know, we were even saying what would be a dope. Um, we don't want it. We don't want anybody to die over it, like West Coast, East Coast beef. But it would be cool, <laughs> like the East Coast. You get like four crews from the east coast against four crews from the west coast mid midwest against the down south you know Mm -hmm. yeah that that, yeah you know or like no limit against cash money if nobody if there was if a fight didn't break out during the uh locks and dip set then i think everybody will be okay (laughs) that because i mean some of that shit was like i thought fists were gonna fly soon that was hip-hop like that was straight that to me was the best yeah it, it, it was the best versus um, Jada Kiss, especially, but the whole locks, they came for war. And I think Dipset thought their swag was going to win the night. And they do have hits. <laughs> like they do have hits, but they really thought like their bravado and their clothes and that kind of like, you know, because Harlem, cats from Harlem are hustlers, man. It's in their yeah. blood. It's it's the birthplace of the Harlem Renaissance, the Cotton Club. It's a different type of swag, and it's and it's Manhattan, you know. Yeah. So there's that kind of there's that kind of what's the word I'm looking for? There's that kind of upper echelon. Like you're not one of the like Manhattan is a borough, but Harlem is in Manhattan. You're not mm. a, you're not across the bridge in Brooklyn, across the bridge in the Bronx and Queens. You're in Manhattan. You're Harlem. You're the Apollo. And I think mm-hmm. they thought they, and you know, the locks, they're from Yonkers. Like Yonkers is not like, a, like, the, you know, like even the dips that were like, man, y'all ain't, y'all ain't even from New York, man. Y'all from out of town. Y'all from Yonkers. Like it's, even though it's New York. So they just got like surprised attack, man. Like Jadakiss, especially yeah, like Jadakiss. There's that? a scene, there's one in the mm-hmm. park where Jadakiss is saying some stuff. And then like Cameron is like, Cameron is getting so angry and I go, I was laughing because it's like when you're fighting with your baby brother 
He's like, mm-hmm. don't play with me. He's using the N-word. I'm not going to repeat that, but he's like, yeah. don't play with me. Like, to, to, to Jada kiss. But I'm like, yo, that's when, like, you're, like, we're fighting with each other, and I'm about to say some real nasty shit. And he's like, yo, don't, don't you. That's what it was like. And it was like, it was epic, man. I was lying in my bed watching it in my phone. I was like, this is the best thing I've seen in like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Larry. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think what was- another question, another yeah. versus question. But before I ask it, of course, you know, Kanye just did the Drink Champs episode mm-hmm. and they asked him would he do a versus and he said he actually would. So who do you guys think? Because I mean, Kanye, obviously he has a million hits as an artist, but his producer credits are ridiculous. So who could really match him? You know, because I was. You know what? I think I, Pharrell. 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 You think? Pharrell? I think that would be. A, I think Pharrell would be a a thing because Pharrell's a performer, and so is Kanye, and they're both artsy. They're both artsy. They're both artsy. So I think it he, would be a. It would be something really. Cool. I know there's this beat between him and Drake, but I think Drake. Yeah. I think Drake is more of a pop star. Mm. I think Kanye even though he like, you know, a rock star, pop star, but Kanye's a real producer. Yeah. Know? No, Drake, listen, Drake is talented, yeah. but but Drake mm. picks picks trap beats from, it could be a 15 year old kid making a cool beat. It could be a, a, a you know, an 85 year old. If the beat's good, yeah. they pick your beats. They Their team puts their little sprinkles on it, calls it their own and puts it out. Kanye, yeah. Kanye is a real, he's a, he's a, he's a producer. He's, he's really mm-hmm. cultivating this. I'm not saying Drake's not, but right. Kanye's really like Pharrell, like he's actually physically producing it. And then he's singing on hooks and rapping parts and doing all that stuff. Yeah. Drake's not producing anything. No. He's just, yeah. you know, he's, got, he's rapping on the beat. So Drake mm-hmm. would have to be with somebody else, like a rapper. You're looking at producer wise, Kanye would be, it'd be a, like I'd almost say Drake would have to go up against his own boss. Well, his at one time boss, Lil Wayne. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. that would be more like, Lil Wayne against Drake, someone more like, but I think, yeah, I think I, I got to agree with you. Kanye West, Kanye West and Pharrell. And obviously Kanye West is a bit, you know, like little bonkers with his political, you know, with Trump. Yeah. and all that. That's a yeah, whole other, yeah. that's a whole other podcast, but I think yeah. he's more of a Renaissance man. Like yeah. him and him and like him and Pharrell have crossed over to different genres where Drake, even though he's a mega pop star, he's still, it's, it's, it's still R&B with auto-tune, where, yeah. where, which is cool, and it's in mega hits, and mega, everybody yeah. would aspire to it's be still that. A trap rap. But I think, like, Pharrell, yeah. Pharrell is, you know, like, I mean, Marilyn Manson is on um, Things New Album, Kanye. Yeah. You yeah, know, nah. so, like, it's more of like, yo, Marilyn Manson. Like Drake would never do a track well, with and, Marilyn and, Manson. Yeah, and Pharrell did a, a whole album with Daft Punk. So it's like, yeah, <clears throat> yeah like who are who are like techno producers? Yeah, like from from, from, you know. from England. So it's just like I think that'd be more an uh, 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 an evenly matched. You know, I think Drake would give it to him. Drake doesn't shy from conflict, so I yeah. think him and Kanye would be. And entertaining, like talking oh, yeah. shit. But yeah. Kanye, Kanye recently but from out, true talent, where mm-hmm. this guy can actually physically play a piano. Yeah, you have to do with somebody who's a producer as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Well. Yeah, they would have to put him with someone that's also a producer. I just feel like him and Drake, it would be entertaining. But I don't even think I just don't think it's balanced. You know, even catalog wise, if you put all the Kanyes 
his own songs plus the songs he's produced that's like insane you know Absolutely. i didn't that's know why, kanye yeah. the new little nas x song you know so there's some songs that kanye's probably produced that we don't even know he yeah. produced so i just yeah. don't think it would be like a fair match like entertainment wise yeah but i do think drake and wayne would be like really good yeah yeah That'd be good. I actually went to high school Lil Wayne, believe it or not. Like, he was like maybe in like the seventh or eighth grade when I was like an 11th grader or a senior or something. So, like, I remember seeing him a few times, but I was, I literally forget that I actually went to the same high school with him. But I would love to see Wayne in a versus period. You know, I just think they should do like a cash money or something. Or I know some people sit around like, oh, cash money and no limit. It's just something. I just would love to see Wayne do a versus. I just think I'd be so good. So the I last cash money no limit, I think would be epic. Yeah, I, I think that'd be really cool. I just think they, you know, like the verses was a good idea when they started that, and it was so entertaining. You know, we're all at home, bored to death during that pandemic. It was so entertaining. So I would love mm-hmm. to, I would love to see them keep it going and but get some people that were like, oh my God, like I don't think they've done that recently where they have one that was where it's like Oh my, like, I can't think of the last time they, I, I know Brandy and Monica's, I was like, oh wow, they, you know, got them two to do it, but I can't think of one that they've done recently where I'm like, oh, whoa, like they really got those two, you know, to agree to one. I think they need to wow us. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like the Ja Rule and, and Fat Joe one, it would have been mm-hmm. epic if it was Ja Rule against 50 Cent. That would have yeah, been, been insane. <laughs> that would have been, yeah. you know, epic. You know, right? Um, but that ain't gonna happen. Fifty cents no. making, fifty cents making movies, man. Like in TV yeah, he's shows. Busy. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I wonder what fifty even do in period. Like if they twisted his arm enough, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I want that would be cool, but I wonder. So my last versus question is, and I know you guys named some people that have already passed. So in all time versus they can be living or dead like who would you guys you know what would be an ultimate versus tupac Tupac versus biggie Biggie. yeah Mm. Yeah. tupac and biggie yeah oh yeah that would be insane and then then diddy comes out and uh, snoop comes out and drake comes out for california love and freaking locks come out for you know and and, uh what's her name um little kim you know, mm. and and it's just like all of them come out. That would be epic. Maybe they could mm. do it with the uh, with the um, holograms. The holograms. Maybe they could do the hologram oh. thing. That would you be know? neat. Really would be. So just to wrap everything up, like I said, I could talk about music all day. Oh, <laughs> you guys have definitely entertained me a lot. So what's what's on the horizon? What's next for you guys? I mean, obviously you are. You guys are super busy. <laughs> you know so what's next for you guys you know we're almost rounding out 2021 so what's on the horizon for 2022 well you know obviously yeah the the you know our our album anthems icons is december 10th uh and we'll we'll push that uh well into the new year uh we have a uh we're shooting um like a, a short it's a four four videos for four singles four songs on the album and then we're going to kind of put it together to make a short film uh, mm-hmm. So that's going to be cool. So that'll be finished in, in the new year. Um, and then we have projects like Aiden said with Swifty from D12. We're working on a, on an album with uh C knowledge doodlebug from diggable planets. I'm cool like that. I'm cool mm-hmm. like that. So that's going to be a very jazzy, jazzy project. Uh, and then we have, we have other projects with Jay Havana, who's uh crazy hood and stuff. We're doing a project with him. Um, and then 
we have other little like tadpole stages of things short like another short film that was been filmed in england um one of the actors in it is the guy uh, sean romulus from top boy on on netflix just on netflix Mm -hmm um so that that'll come out in the new year uh yeah we're working on like a, a like a four-part ep like so 16 songs of four chapters so in four different books we're going to try and tie in a comic book so we're trying to get some legendary graffiti artists involved and like today i was talking from tech uh with tech from smith and wesson who they had to mm-hmm. change their name to coca brothers back in the day because smith and wesson guns <laughs> i think there was a lawsuit on their name so you know we're, we're, a lot of interesting uh a lot of interesting things in 2021 excited for you know to kind of like put it past us and mm-hmm. you know for all of this uh negativity both politically and both disease and virus wise to get behind yeah. us the world's always been screwed up it's always had problems mm-hmm. but let's get back to some some good feeling i want to hug people again without feeling scared and you know yeah. what i'm saying like i want to we want to come to louisiana and come hang out hell yeah definitely yeah. I said, I enjoy talking to you guys. We definitely got to do this again, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the world is opening up back in Louisiana, for sure. I know they're having Mardi Gras. So I'm nine times out of ten sure they're definitely going to be having Essence Fest, Jazz Fest, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, definitely. We definitely got to chop it up. Definitely. Yeah, I've always wanted to come to Louisiana and New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And, like, Louis Prima's from New Orleans. He was Italian. Yeah. And a lot of people thought Louis Primo was black because he played the Chicklin, the the Chicklet circuit. Like he played the black venues, you know. Right. He's great, man. But I'd love like Aaron Neville, like the Neville brothers. I know they're getting older, but like to see the Neville brothers play on Bourbon Street somewhere. Oh yeah. Or just mm-hmm. to, just to see some. Actually, we I don't know if they're from Louisiana or New Orleans, but they're called Brassaholics. They're either from Louisiana. They're on the yeah. They're on the project with C Knowledge. Oh my! A brass brass. Their horns phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, it is so funky. But like their horns, it's just like yeah. When you envision like New Orleans, like I mean, I don't want to talk about someone dying, but you know the parades yeah. and people are having a celebration oh, yeah. and like this on mm-hmm. the the horns are like that, and it's yeah. just so holy sh- Like it just yeah. added such a different dynamic. Like when we got their horns. I must have replayed it like the MP3 like 50 times that night. My kids mm. are like, what's wrong with daddy? Like, I'm like catching the Holy Spirit, like doing this in my living room, listening to the whole right. <laughs> You guys yeah. lose your minds in New Orleans, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get I get into a, I get into a lot of trouble there. <laughs> no, you guys will love it. Like, I'm not kidding. When you come, definitely let me know because you gotta also go on Frenchman. Frenchman Street is where you're really going to have the people with the horns outside. I know COVID, this damn virus, but I know, like I said, it is opening back up. But Frenchman Street, because a lot of people, they always associate Bourbon Street with New Orleans, but Frenchman Street is like the hidden gem. And that's where you actually will see people all in the streets playing music. And it's just like, it makes me sad. You know, (laughs) I'm thinking about pre-COVID, but that's the place to hang out or yeah. to get some good authentic music. Like I said, you guys will love it. Definitely. That's dope. That, it's, that, that has to be on the bucket list. Yes, sure. yes. It definitely will hang out. Like I said, I love music, so you guys will love it. So tell everybody you know, how they can find you guys on social media, everything, how they connect, can connect with you guys. Like I said, I really love this interview. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, 80 Empire on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, 80 Empire underscore. That's the number 80. And Empire, E-M-P-I-R-E. 
80 Empire on Facebook and or Gladiator Records. And Gladiator Records. Go to gladiatorent.com and we check our DMs. So people want to hit us up and stuff like that. We we check everything. And, and, we, and real quick, shout out to to Katrina and Rachel at Kick Up Your Heels Entertainment for uh, setting this up. And, and shout out to you, Shonda, for having us on, yeah. man. Because this is your platform and. You know, you wanted to take time in, on your platform to allow us on. So we're extremely yeah. appreciative for that. And, uh, and we love talking with people, too. So this has been great to, to, to get to know you this past half hour. Half hour? It's an hour, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, I told <laughs> you, know, you we talked too much. Like I said, I love talking about music. Like, I've had a lot of singers on the show in the past. I'm going to have to inbox you guys and send you the links, you know, and I can talk Absolutely. about Absolutely. Please do all day so like music is truly my heart so i love talking about music and one thing about music you know, like i said we've gone through some shit over the past two years music is something that is universal if a person really truly loves music you can have a good conversation about music with anybody it's a good bonding experience and music makes absolutely. people happy you know that's what absolutely. we need we need some happiness. absolutely you know so i definitely got to get you guys because right now i'm thinking of some other stuff I could ask you guys because I'm I'm like one of those music snobs about my playlist. Like I'm really serious about the type of stuff I play when I'm driving in my car. And stuff. So like we'll definitely have to chop it up again. Like I said, well, I let's, really do, let's do it again. Huh? Yes, uh, so I, I, I have a good gangster soul playlist that I listen to. I call it gangster soul. See, yeah, I gotta get you guys back on because, like I said, Absolutely. I could I definitely do a part two because I love talking about music. So. Thank you guys again. Like I said, you have been great guests. Like I Thank really you. welcome. You guys heard it. 80 Empire. Definitely check them out. Gladiator Entertainment, especially for my music lovers. You guys know I've had some musicians in the past and some producers. Like this is my thing. So definitely check these guys out. They're doing some amazing things and they work with some great artists. And once again, like they said, they're just one DM away. So you guys can catch this episode on www.thekeychat.com. You can also watch it on my YouTube channel, Go Queen TV. So whatever you guys doing, make sure you listen to some good music. Be safe and go love yourself. Go Queen, go Queen, go Queen, go. Represent, you're a queen, you're a queen, oh.